Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Let's just take a couple moments and, again, just let our soul fall back into the arms of our spirit and just relax and that combination of focusing and relaxing your soul is regaining a relationship with your spirit that it's meant to have but has never experienced as far as we know so there's going to be a familiarity And yet, it's not something most of us have been taught about or have an expectation about what it's going to feel like and and be like. Having a one singular relationship with ourselves, being one, spirit, soul, and body, and being reunited with God that way, It's not something we've seen before. It's not something we've experienced before. And we're all on our own path to get there. Now your spirit has already agreed to everything that God has planned for you. Your spirit has already agreed with God about everything that's happened to you. The circumstances you're in now were created by God. Now, sometimes that's hard to accept and hard to take. And I'm not going to answer for him. I refer you back to him. Ask him, why does this happen Now, I will refer you to the book of Habakkuk, where there's the question, how come good men die and evil men reign? How how come good things, bad things happen to good people? And his answer then, and in some ways his answer now, is he's the God. And in some respects, I don't know that we're able to understand, even if he gave us a real clear clear answer, I don't think we'd be able to understand it. So we do the best with what we have. We, in a sense, we play the hand, play the cards that's been, that we've been dealt. Whatever situation you're in, accept it as far as, This is your starting point with knowing God. It's not about improving your situation or your circumstance or over, you know, uh, achieving a certain level of ministry or acceptance or impressing others, you know, socially or culturally, having an impact. Now, that's not to say that none of that will 
you know, it's that it's bad if any of that happens, or it's a sign that you're doing it on your own if that happens, if God draws people to you. But that's not the measuring stick that we're going to use to know how well we're doing in knowing God. Instead, we are looking for a very personal relationship and a personal acknowledgement from him that we're on the right track, that we're hearing from him, we're, we're taking step by step, we're on the right path. And we all have a different level of challenge and uh, obstacles to overcome. And really we just need to accept that what God has for us is not going to be what he has for others and vice versa. Whatever life he has for you here, he has goals he wants to accomplish in you. You are his purpose. And we look at the state of the world, and I really enjoy archaeology and, and looking at um, ancient civilization, ancient civilizations. And I go, why? You know, how how could such a large civilization be wiped off the face of the earth in such a short period of time? You know, the it happens, and that that's just curious to me how you know a whole culture can be gone thousands of years in the making and then gone why does god do that why does he allow that and he's in his perspective is totally different than ours even from a supernatural our soul our solical perception of what is truly reality needs to change. And to see things from his perspective in his heart, in his, through his eyes, we're the ones who are going to have to change, not him. He is not in any way obligated to form answers according to our understanding. For instance, when we ask complicated questions like why does why does evil flourish? Why do evil things happen to bad people? Why does good things why do good things happen to evil people? Why does evil exist? When we get an answer very often it's not going to be satisfying and i don't think that's it it's that it's meant to be satisfying it comes down to god is the god he gets to decide what he does and our challenge is to know him well enough that whatever he chooses we can trust that it's the loving thing to do that he does have a purpose. 
And one of our, just to give you a little hint, one of our biggest challenges as a solical, as we've been running around as solical beings, is to not focus on what he's doing out there, but to enjoy what he's doing in here, in us. He is, he's big enough to be focusing on every single one of us, spending all his time. He's spending all his time focusing on everything to do with your life. And if we start taking advantage of the life that he's already given us, the eternal life that he's already given us, and follow his the desires that he's already given in our hearts. It'll be easier and easier to not be distracted by what's going on out there. And by out there, I mean everything from your neighbor to what's going on, you know, in a war, in a war out there. Whatever's out there, we can live inside with God. Now, again, that doesn't mean you don't have civic responsibilities and you don't have relationships with your neighbors and you don't cut yourself off to a monastery. That's not at all what his desire is. But he does want us to value what he values. And he values you. He values you, and he values the relationship he has with you. And he wants more relationship with you. Now, again, it's we have not been this way before. And each one of us, for each one of us, this way is different. And so we just let him step by step. You know, I use the the illustration often, you know, when we're walking with him, our part is to raise the foot. And he guides it where it lands. And then we raise the next one, and he guides it where it lands. So we are walking with him. Now there's times we... He carries us, and there are times we feel like we're abandoned. But if we learn the process of of making an effort, and then he guides us. We make an effort, and he guides us. It's through the process that we learn to walk with him, to live and move and have our being in spirit. Now, um, and really this is in reference to a question that came up. So really don't be discouraged by what expectations you may have about what it means to learn about the supernatural realm. God is not out to frighten us or to intimidate us or to trick us. God has a, 
his his being is we talk about that his very nature is to love and he expresses that love by giving but he's also joy and rest and peace and he's got a great sense of humor and he he is enjoy he is enjoying the process and he wants us to enjoy the process even when it's hard even when it hurts without experiencing pain and being wounded we don't experience healing and joy so part of the process that he brings us through is to even when we talk about restoring our soul restoring our soul to its original re- relationship between spirit and soul well for that to happen those wounds are going to have to be healed your soulical wounds some that you've had some that are generational and some that it might be cultural but healing is often painful that's okay and the more we can rely on that rest to guide us, we make an effort and let him lead, up, lead our foot fall. So we, we pick up our foot and he brings it down where he wants it. So if we spend time with him, we can trust that he will if it's putting the right book in our hands or even this kind of a podcast or give us dreams at night or a song in our head or however he, a word spoken by a friend or even an enemy or you hear something on the radio, you go, oh, that that sounds right. Let him choose how he confirms, how he encourages, how he directs. Because remember, he's in control of everything. And he's not likely to develop a pattern for your life that you will be able to rely on for the rest of your life. In other words, if you've if you're used to hearing him a certain way, like say in dreams, odds are at some point in time he's going to stop giving you dreams because he doesn't want you relying on the process. He wants you relying on your relationship with him. And we always come back to the waiting and the spending time being available and just being in his presence because that's the most effective way of making ourselves available to him throughout the day we spend time with him maybe certain times of the day but what that does is that sharpens our senses so that throughout the day we can't when he makes himself known when he taps us on the shoulder and wants to speak to us our senses are already ready to go, okay, that's, you know, you, you're, you've got God wanting to get your attention. And that's a, always a, a good reason to spend time with him multiple times a day, even if it's just five minutes, five minutes before you go to work, five minutes over lunch. And then if you can, spend a longer period of time, either in the morning or in the evening. And then we've, 
you know, we're just finishing talking about spending time with him at night, making time for him. Very often, nothing happens during those times. He's doing a work of, if we think about our our solical hearing, he's cleaning out our solical ears. He's sharpening our solical vision. He's making us able to recognize, to perceive his presence or the supernatural realm or even the spiritual realm. So that, in, in a sense, it's, it feels contradictory because waiting and being patient and resting, you know, and allowing him to quiet our mind and our emotions and even our body, we think of that as being the opposite of energetic or active when that's the exact activity that God wants us to be engaged in, that is action. Being, waiting on God is active. It's not passive, it's active. So that is putting it, making yourself available to him. It's then his responsibility to lead and guide and direct you. And I think a lot of the pressure that we have is because we think we we should know the answers. We think we should know how to respond. We think we should know the meaning of things. And again, just remind you, you've not been this way before. Most of us have not been. Whatever God is going to do, we've not been here before. Say he does something entirely new on the whole earth. Nobody's been this way before. So you can let yourself off the hook as far as knowing what is God and what is not. You're free to make a mistake. We we mostly learn so much more from our mistakes than doing it right. And don't be concerned about those mistakes hurting someone else. God knows about what's going on. He will he will protect the other situation or keep you from, you know, causing any damage. He knows that. Cuz again, his goal is you. But his goal is also everyone else. But he will look out for them just as he's looking out for you. So very often when we feel stress, when we feel anxious or disappointed or frustrated even, that's most often a good idea, a good indication that we're trying to do God's work. We're trying to do his job. We're trying to make ourselves be quiet or patient or spiritual or see things, or whatever our expectation are. When we get frustrated with ourselves or with others or even with God, that's a good indication that our expectations have been formed by something other than hearing from him. And that's fine. We want to get that to the surface so we can say, Lord, I'm really frustrated here, or I'm really disappointed in myself, or how come I never seem to be able to? Or whatever it is, ask him. 
because again, that's another one of those circumstances that he is allowed to come up so you can ask him. And then that asking is you lifting your foot. He will then, it's then his responsibility to make the answer clear. He will guide your foot as it falls, and you've taken a step. Now, you may not get the answer. You may, he may not say, well, it's because I'm in the process of healing a wound in this area, or you're relying on your solical strength to be able to understand before you let me work in your life, or you're interceding on behalf of someone else and it has nothing, nothing to do with you. Any, any of those, he may seem, say one of those or something else or nothing at all. But you may then notice a week later, a month later, I don't have that same frustration when this happens anymore. God has changed me. I'm being conformed to who I truly am, a spirit being who's fully connected with God. So don't be concerned about being concerned. Don't be stressed about being stressed. It's the process that we're learning, and we want to take full advantage of every part of the process. Like the, uh, the illustration in the Old Testament about the, a clean stall means there's no ox. It's okay to have, you know, a messy stall. That's an, there's an indicator that there's work being done. When, when, you're, when you're having ups and downs, a lot of people, a lot of Christians especially, figure if they're battling depression, for instance, that that's somehow lacking faith or that God has, you know, uh, turned his back on them or there's something wrong with them. They're being attacked. But very often, we, just didn't, we are just calling God's work in our life depression. We're putting a name on it. When he's stirring up emotions and sometimes physical things in our life so he can heal them, so he can guide us and direct us to a solid footing, to a greater dependence on him, to accomplish his goals. So we, we never want to run from something that's painful. Now, God being generous and kind, he teaches us, well, he gives us an experience of what it's like to be healed. Because throughout your life, you're going to be wounded. There's two kinds of people in the world, those that have been rejected and those that have been rejected more. And I can tell you, those that have been rejected more and have been healed more, know God better. So we don't want to be afraid of being rejected. Now, we don't need to go looking for trouble, but we don't need to be afraid of being misunderstood or laughed at or rejected and rebuked. We don't need to go looking for it. It will come. We will experience those things. That's fine. Because when we go to God, he heals us. He encourages us. We've gone through that process. We are learning how to first we walk, then we run, then we sit and wait. And we, and we ride with him. And we 
are in that chariot with him, accomplishing what he wants and are participating because then he trusts us. We've experienced him, so we have faith in his nature, not our ability to hear him, but we have the confidence by experience that he loves us, he is guiding us and directing us, and that what he has for us we will enjoy. It will be worth it. And I'm not talking about, you know, in the sweet by and by. I'm talking about on a regular basis. Now, you know, God, whatever God's path is for you, you know, I love the life of Madame Jean Guyon, and there's a, there was a period in her life where she went seven years, I think, without feeling the presence of God or hearing from him. And I can't imagine that. But that was his purpose for her. And she came out of that and and uh, accomplished some really great things that have really affected our experience in uh, Christianity today. And I'm not sure whether they're tied together or whatever, but we can see that there are times when as we put in the energy, the effort, we can see the response. And there are going to be times when we put in the effort and we don't see the response. Whatever we can learn to trust him and have our faith in how much he loves us based on experience, not our own doctrine or our own strength or our own beliefs. So I hope that helps because we don't want to God God is only giving you this one life for this earth zone and he doesn't want you fearful of it. Now whether you're fearful of it or not, he has something for you tomorrow and the day after and the day after. Being fearful of it or not isn't going to affect what he has planned for you but it will detract from your ability to enjoy it. So any fear in you, that's God wanting to talk to you about it. It may very well be built on with an attack from the enemy, but that's fine too. God uses our enemies to expose areas where we're vulnerable. And he also uses our enemies to show us where we are no longer vulnerable. There is a simplicity in our devotion to Christ, but we see that most clearly after the fact, when we're looking back at our lives. That is part of our problem with our, our culture today, is it is so busy. There's so much going on. We have very little time to just sit and reflect and look back and go, okay, you know, we're, God, you know, a good question for a lot of people to ask is, Lord, did I miss you? Have I missed you someplace? Am I on the wrong path? Because they're afraid of the answer, and that fear is keeping them from being able to accept and enjoy where they are right now. 
because what he's going to say is, how could you possibly miss me when I'm everywhere? He's the God. If, if making one decision over another decision was important to him, you would have made it. Now, we all make mistakes, but that's, not, that's our viewpoint, not his. He doesn't look at it from those perspectives because, remember, you are already in him. And guess what? He doesn't make mistakes. Your soul is struggling. Your body is struggling. But your soul and body are struggling to return to that perfect relationship with God. Not to please him or to meet some standard or to achieve something, but so that he can fill you completely, spirit, soul, and body, with himself. Remember, his desire is to give. And he wants to make you able to receive 100% of what he wants to give to you. His purpose is you. You can trust him. Sometimes, and it's fine if it seems confusing, this is a process. The more you can relax and let him be the God, and you just spend time with him, take care of yourself, relax, let him be the God. He will lead and guide and direct you over time. And what that looks like to you might be totally different than what it looks like to someone else. So, again, if you feel free to drop me a line. We'll try to address any questions or concerns that come up. The email address is diane at therainersclub.org. And you can always get in touch with me through Blog Talk Radio. Yes, once again, we have not moved forward on eight steps to engaging the supernatural. We will get there eventually. But I do when questions do come up, especially when they are, you know, significant. We, we want to be able to address things as they come up. So thanks for tuning in. We'll be getting back together again the same time next week. Until then, have a great evening. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night.